0: Hey y'all, welcome back to episode six of the tribe podcast. I am so glad that you're here today. We are going to be talking about the gray area, and one of the things that you should know about me is that I come from a long line of decisive, hardworking, tenacious, strong-willed women, my great-grandmother on my mom's side, both of my grandmas, my mom and my aunts. I have spent my entire life... Around strong women. And I find a lot of energy and motivation from being surrounded by women who are courageous and brave and live inside their story. Part of the reason that I struggle with seeing things in gray is because I've been in this environment, but as I've continued to grow my faith and the capacity of my heart. And as God continues to remind me that I have so much to learn in the gray area, it's just a huge, humbling opportunity for me. And to be honest, I never thought about the gray area or having what some people call a black and white mindset until I started going to counseling. And we're gonna sidetrack for a minute here because if you don't have a Christian counselor, please find one and make her a part of your tribe. I see a woman who loves Jesus and is so intentional with her words and the way that she encourages me and walks alongside me. I've been in counseling for about a year and a half and it's completely changed my life. So my counselor's name is Barb, and one of the cool things about God is that I know He specifically picked her to counsel and love on me before I even realized I needed counseling. And what I mean by that is long before the determining factor happened in my life, so the thing that led me to Barb and seeking out a counselor in the first place she was chosen by God and God knew where I was going to end up. And I love that so much about our story. Barb is all of the fruits of the spirit. She's loving and patient and kind. She's full of joy and she's gentle in her approach and her words She's faithful in her own walk with the Lord, and she's faithful to her calling to counsel and lead other women to Jesus. And one of my favorite things about Barb is that she is so genuine. Her love and her authenticity are traits that I try to emulate in my own life, and she's a huge role model for me in that way for anyone that does even a little bit of life with me they know about Barb because I literally tell everyone about her she is 100% in my tribe and it's not in the traditional sense because there are privacy rules that put limitations on our relationship but she is in my tribe nonetheless okay so back to the black white and gray areas of life we're going to start with the black and white and The black and white component of my life and the core of who I am is scripture. It is the foundation of what the world and my life has been built on, and it's God's word breathed out for us. If God said it, I believe it to be true. And honestly, that means I don't get to pick the particular verses of scripture that I believe or the ones that fit nicely into my life. I believe the whole Bible and God's word in its entirety. The Bible is such a gift because all of the answers we will ever need have already been written out for us. So the gray area of life is where God gives us freedom or free will. And when I think about my gray area, it's kind of like the messy seasons of life. So before walking with the Lord, when things were just sort of muddled and confusing and basically you're just living and you don't really have a focus, the gray area also has a lot of beauty and there's freedom in the gray area. There's Forgiveness and hope and an opportunity to keep the door cracked for relationships to be healed and for progress to be made. You know, before I started counseling, the beauty of the gray area was so foreign to me. And I think that's partly because of my life choices and my experiences and my upbringing. I just fit everything into either a black or a white box. If someone did something to me, okay, we're not friends anymore. I'm shopping at a certain store and I find out that their core values and beliefs don't line up with mine. I'm just not going to shop there anymore. Honestly, looking back, it was such an easy way to live because everything was tied up with a pretty bow and I could put it on a shelf in my walk-in closet and I could just walk away from it. But what I didn't realize is that I was missing out on a huge gray area where God longs to do a work in and through me. I've been in a lot of different, what I would call dark or gray seasons, but the one that really sticks out to me is my college life. College was a fun social experience for me. I am an extrovert and I really thrive being around people. I didn't know anything back then about having a tribe of Jesus loving women. In fact, I didn't even know Jesus yet. So I didn't know what I was missing. I was just living my life for me. I was selfish and I struggled with unhealthy relationships and body image. And I didn't realize it then, but I can say now that it's because I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. I was just trying to find my worth in the things of this world instead of in who God says I am. And let me be really clear. My college years, even into early adulthood, were not a time of living a life that glorified God or taking steps to be the woman that God wanted me to be. But God is so cool and the way that he seeks us out, and he continues to chase after us. I've done a lot of work in my adult life to overcome the struggles that I've had with food and my body. I've shared in earlier episodes that I was a runner and a gymnast, and even back in the 90s, the world was really clear about what your body should look like if you were either of these things. There are was this list that I had formed in my head of what was and wasn't acceptable. And the list was 100% the enemy because it was based on what the world says I should look like. I believe that there is a common misunderstanding about eating disorders. And that misunderstanding is that you have to be extreme, Like you're put into one of two categories. It's black or it's white. You're either bulimic or you're anorexic. And I just don't agree with that. For me, there were definitely some tendencies of not eating or even going too long without eating. But a lot of my experience was in the gray area. It wasn't cut and dry. It was having an unhealthy relationship and mindset with food and just being so extreme in the way that I thought about food and what I would and wouldn't eat. And to be honest, that unhealthy mindset, it lasted well past my college years into adulthood and marriage and the early years of parenthood. And honestly, they continued until I started replacing the lies of the enemy with the truth of God. And that's what I mean about God finding us in the gray areas. I was so set in my worldly black and white ways, but God chased me down and He continued to lovingly pursue my mind and my heart. The enemy wants to keep me silent and make me feel like I'm the only one who has struggled with body image basically that my struggles with food were singular to me and have never affected anyone else. No one else has ever felt the way that I did about food. But God says, I am a child of the one true King. I am chosen. I've been set apart. It's not about how we look on the outside. It's the condition of our heart on the inside. That's how God sees us. In Psalm 139 verses 13 through 14, it says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So before my parents even knew they were pregnant, God knit me together in my mother's womb. If you're a mother, before you knew you were pregnant, God knit your children together in your womb. Several months ago, I read a book called I'll Start Again Monday by Lisa Turkhurst. It was recommended to me by one of my very best friends, and it played a huge role in helping me break the unhealthy cycle of being consumed by my thoughts and my food cravings. And I was able to close the door of doubt and fear in regards to my eating and to look at my body like God does, which is as a good and a beautiful thing. He knit me together in my mother's womb. You know what's really cool? In this whole gray area struggle of things coming full circle, some of the people in my tribe have had the same struggles as me. God is so loving in the way that he brings people together and he puts the right people in your life at the right time. And then he lets you decide if you want to be vulnerable. It's in the conversations where I pull off all the outer layers of what makes me me and I decide to go deep and I expose myself to my tribe. That gray area is where I've experienced the most healing and I felt the most seen. It's where deep relationship and community happens. It happens without makeup and sometimes with a lot of tears There's hesitation and exposing ourselves in this way and being vulnerable to someone else, but there's also God's glory and his healing and peace and joy. My challenge for you today is to think about one gray area of your life. Maybe it's something you watch or something that you do. Find that thing and name it and then pray about it. Ask God to intervene in a way that only he can and then find a friend. It might be someone already in your tribe or someone that you want to be in your tribe and then start working on being vulnerable. I'm not saying ask them to coffee and at your very first get together, share your deepest secret or your darkest struggle, but just start taking steps to build the kind of vulnerable tribe that allows you to share your heart. I believe that if you allow God to, he will do a lot of really powerful and redeeming work in the gray area.